0: The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So good to see folks again tonight. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if at least some of you didn't notice some resistance when you were thinking of tuning into the class tonight. And one of the most liberating things you'll begin, if you, if you keep it up with the practice, one of the most liberating, powerful things you'll begin to notice is that when those different patterns of resistance show up, which they always do, you know, in their own particular ways, we're developing this capacity to recognize that mental resistance, as just something being known. And it really creates the space for choice. You know, when we're not, when we have no mindful awareness and we're living our life and there's something that, you know, we're supposed to be doing, but this resistance shows up and we really don't want to do it now, at least. If we're not mindful, that resistance, when it arises in the mind, in the heart, will feel very personal. Like, I don't really want to do this. I'm not going to do this, right? And, and there really won't be a choice. The mind is just going to follow the resistance because as it's arising in the heart, and the body, it looks like me. I'm saying that I don't want to do this. I'm not going to do this. And so we get swept away by that habit. But when there is mindful awareness, the same resistance is going to show up because it's an established pattern, right? This, when conditions are this way, this resistance manifests, shows up in the body and the mind. But the difference is when there's mindful awareness, that wisdom awareness is going to recognize, oh, there's resistance here. It feels like this. And that first those first moments there's a kind of making peace with the resistance that's arising in the moment it's it's a way of the mind or wisdom normalizing oh yeah sometimes resistance arises in my heart in my body it feels like this i recognize you honey i'm not afraid of you and i understand that resistance as an emotional mental arising it doesn't actually know what the skillful thing to do in the moment is it's just a little bit of information basically saying you don't like doing this or you're afraid of doing this or you'd rather go to bed or something like that but it it doesn't really know whether you should do it and that's that's real grounded liberation when we're able to have the kind of conditioned habits to be resistant, but we're not confused or pushed around by those habits of resistance. And the image that's been used in the tradition for thousands of years is, you probably have seen photographs or maybe some of you have traveled Uh, where there are water buffalo you know the big oxen that farmers might use in those more tropical places and uh, those domesticated beasts they often will have a ring in their nose and then a little rope tied to the ring and that way even a small child you know like a seven-year-old kid could move have that ox do whatever it wants to do because that big, strong beast, it doesn't want to tug on the nose, right? So even though it's probably 100 times stronger than the child, it's going to do what the child directs it to do because it wants to avoid that brief, yucky feeling of the nose getting tugged this way or that way. And it's the same thing like when resistance arises for us, it's unpleasant. So we immediately do what will make that unpleasant feeling of resistance go away or if fear arises or the unpleasant feeling of greed. Oh, I really want this. Then because we haven't developed this wise space of mindfulness, which is this capacity to be present, to feel what's present, even if it's yucky, but when we have mindful awareness, we realize the tug in the heart to want something, to want to get rid of something, to want to resist. And we realize, yeah, this is an unpleasant tug, an unpleasant impulse. It feels like this. Can it be okay just to feel what I'm feeling? Yeah. And so when we're actually okay being mindful, being intimate, relaxing with the unpleasant feeling, then we have this other op- Option, which is not to do what the impulse is saying to do, but just to feel what it feels like to not do it. So maybe some of you for the class tonight, you know, 15 minutes ago, oh, I really don't want to get online. I've been online all day. I think I'm just going to kick back. And then there was a moment of wisdom and awareness arising. Oh, this is resistance. This is what resistance looks like and feels like. It's just this unpleasant experience right now of that experience of not wanting to get online and take the class it feels like this, okay, well, I'm not afraid of that feeling. Let me really relax almost like you're soaking in because you're you're demonstrating to your own heart to the wisdom and compassion in your own heart that hey, I'm not going to be oppressed by you know this needing to avoid unpleasant experience and therefore we end up being oppressed forever because i can't we've basically taught ourselves i can't handle it so this is like when we hold still in our formal sitting time every day like if we are fortunate and we have 30 minutes or 45 minutes to sit most days then one of the reasons we Um, intend to sit up and to sit relatively still is this like I could move my body I could scratch that itch I could adjust my spine but a lot of the times we won't scratch the itch even though it would be totally fine or to brush the fly away from the skin nothing inherently evil about brushing the fly away when it's walking on your skin or scratching an itch But there's real power in noticing the irritating feeling of an itch. Because, you know, when you're sitting, I don't know if you've noticed, it can get really intense, these itches, right? But just realizing, you know, it's not going to kill me. It's just a very unpleasant feeling right now. And it's getting really intense. It feels as big as the universe. But I'm pretty sure it's not going to kill me. And if it is, if it does, I'll be the first person to die from, you know, the unpleasantness of this itch or whatever. It seems like a worthy experiment just to relax with the unpleasantness. Same thing, like if you, it's even more intense, like if you have, um, get really impatient, really wanting the sit to be over, like you've set your timer, you really thought you could sit for 30 minutes on your own and, and it just feels like it's 3 days in and it and the alarm hasn't gone off or the the bell hasn't gone off and you're really like freaking out and it can be so powerful just to sit through that the enormity of that restlessness and wanting the sit to be over and come out the other end or you might have some powerful lust for a cold drink in the fridge or a ice cream or whatever and you know it's there it's only 15 feet away from you nobody's in the house or apartment you could definitely take it if you wanted but you're just realizing that no no i can give permission for this greed this desiring to manifest to express itself without taking the bait without believing the story that if i get up from my sit end before I'm supposed to end and get my sense treat, then I'll be happy in some meaningful lasting sense, right? That's a promise that's never been kept. We're constantly telling ourselves, you know, if only then I'll be satisfied, right? Well, are you, have we become satisfied? No, we've actually gotten some of those promises that have been dangled. You know, some of us, oh, if only I grow up, or if only I have a partner, you know, if only I have some money in the bank, if only I get over this cold, well, we do get over the colds sometimes, at least, and we do sometimes find a partner that, you know, we have a halfway decent relationship with, but nothing really ultimately satisfies, Right? So we're interested like in the formality of our set. We're not for that 30 minutes, that 45 minutes. We're really practicing not taking the bait. So any horror story that shows up in our mind or any lust story, like if only, then they turn into just an experience, mental experience, emotional experience, physical experience being felt and known. So we're just dealing with whatever shows up. Short of the, the place we're in burning down, you know, we really like stake our life in, in a relaxed, persistent way. Just experimenting. Well, maybe I can be with this too. Even if like a really painful experience, memory arises, and there might be tears, real waves of sadness, Just completely normalize it. Oh, yeah, I guess sometimes it's like this. Or you might feel like extreme bliss, real happiness. Oh, yeah, sometimes it must be like this. So we're normalizing everything under the sun in our sits, including this one tends to throw people for a loop. Nothing's happening. Oh, I must be doing something wrong. There is nothing happening in my sit. I must be like failing at this. I should do something, right? So then we want to, no, no, no. Maybe this is how it's supposed to be. Maybe this is exactly what I need to learn to relax with, learn to be interested in, intimate with. Oh, this is what boredom feels like. This is what doubt or confusion feels like. Well, can I be with this experience in the body and the mind, just as it is? Well, let me see. Let me directly immediately practice relaxing and being interested at the same time right that alert and relaxed attitude or now we've at the end of last week if you weren't here I talked about a more sophisticated the acronym RAIN R-A-I-N it's a nice one to memorize because it's a way to reboot your practice like if you've gotten lost in thought and you've been spinning with your stories for several minutes in the middle of a sit and then you realize oh yeah been lost in thought feels like this and you need to kind of remind yourself like be your own instructor well you can bring out that acronym RAIN okay mark just simply recognize what's being known right now what's the predominant experience or I'll come back to my meditation anchor the breath coming in i'll recognize that experience of breathing in or breathing out so that's the r a is to accept instead of acting out whatever's showing up in the moment whatever's predominant we just yeah allow it accept it oh yeah sometimes it's like this and then interest for the i being willingness to be intimate. And remember, interest isn't like me trying to figure it out. Interest is much more like creating the space for whatever's happening in the body, in the mind, internally, externally, just creating the space for the moment to reveal itself. Because isn't that the case? You know, what we mean or call the present moment, it's already naturally showing up. So I don't actually have to, like do something to connect with the present moment. I just, in a sense, need to give the present moment this space of my heart, the space of the mind to do what the present moment's going to do, this sound or this sight or this thought or this emotion. It's just going to express itself. So the interest in rain, the I in rain, It just means letting the moment express itself, letting it in. Another way people talk about it sometimes is letting the moment touch or letting the moment have its impact on the heart. Oh yeah, feels like this right now, right here. It's like this. And then the end isn't so much something we do as a practitioner. It's more when the first three qualities are there, we're recognizing or allowing, or accepting, we're really interested, giving the moment space to be what it is, then we might with practice experience experience moments of non-attachment, not grasping, not controlling, not identifying, right? It's a, this N for rain is a taste of freedom. Oh, this is what it's like when the heart, when the mind isn't in conflict with the present moment in any subtle or not so subtle way. There's like the ground underneath us falls away and it's like a free fall. It can even feel a little scary initially when we have moments of opening, moments of freedom. But it, but over time, the heart really appreciates and trusts like putting down a weight we didn't realize we've been carrying forever. We've had a 50 pound backpack on, we've had it on so long, we've forgotten that we've been carrying a backpack, a heavy one. And then all of a sudden it falls off and we realize, oh, oh, this lightness is available. How nice, this freedom. So that's a little bit of that N in RAIN. So during the guided tonight, try out that acronym, you know, just as a way of rebooting, starting over again. Oh yeah, just recognize what's predominant. See if you can accept it, allow it. Can I be vividly interested? Give it space to do, be what it's going to be, to feel what it is. And realize when there are moments of non-attachment. The mind isn't controlling, isn't running away. And everything's happening on its own, like a free fall, a little taste of freedom. And then in our discussion after the sit, uh, we'll hopefully learn from each other because I'm going to ask you to share what gets in the way of the continuity of mindfulness, both in your formal sitting times but also during the day, just ordinary times during the day. Like, why is it so hard for us to have that continuity of present moment awareness? What is the tripping point? Like, we, let's say we have some mindfulness, like you're going to have moments in your sit now. And then what is it exactly that happens in the heart and mind that causes the mind to sort of take that detour and get lost in thought? What comes right before getting lost in thought? See if you can learn something about those moments right before the mind starts to get lost in thought. What happens right before, okay? Don't get tight about it, (laughs) because that won't help you. But just sincere interest will help. Like it's, it's an interesting question, isn't it? How is it that the mind over and over again gets lost in thought. Why would it keep doing that? Because, you know, when we actually come out of being lost in thought, generally we feel a little bit discombobulated, tied up into knots, because we've been lost in thought. So it's not really pleasant or healing to be lost in thought all the time. And yet, here we go. So any questions or comments before we stretch a little and get ready for our sit tonight? Anything that wasn't clear that you want to clear up? Great. Well, feel free to stretch out your body as you need to and make sure you have what you need to be comfortable for the sitting period. I'll give a little bit less instruction than I have been giving in the past so that you're more and more reliant and you can use that acronym RAIN. Remember, the short version is alert and relaxed. And now we have a slightly more sophisticated version. Recognize what's predominant. Recognize what the mind's knowing. See if you can accept it, allow it. See if you can be more interested, giving it space to do what it's going to do, be what it is. Notice moments of non-attachment. So finding a posture where you can be relatively still, feels at least somewhat upright in a way that supports clarity and alertness. And remember, it can be a useful little ritual to take three to five long, easy, deep breaths where you fill and then empty the lungs in a relaxed way. And remember you have all the time in the world to fill and empty the lungs to begin with. And maybe one more time, slowly filling, slowly emptying the lungs. And whenever you're done, just allow the breath to continue on its own. And be grateful that you don't have to manage the breathing process. The body is entirely capable of doing the breathing without any mental control. Even if it feels rough or awkward, simply trust the body to do the breathing. And we've been doing a simple body scan. So we take a few moments and simply feel the sensations in the face and head. <clears throat> giving permission for these parts of the body, the face, the brow, the jaw top of the head, sides of the head, back of the head, to feel the way they feel, the mouth, the tongue and lips. In a way, the head and face might feel wild with sensations coming and going. Maybe that's okay that it feels like this now in the head, in the face, in the mouth. See if it's okay to let things be. Recognizing, accepting, really giving this experience here a space to be the way it is, being interested. And not attached in any way. So nice not to have to be in control. And moving down into the throat and neck and shoulders. And just soaking in, opening here, allowing, being authentically interested. No need for expectations. both arms, both hands, including the ordinary sensations like the clothes, the sleeves touching the skin, and where there's bare, exposed skin, feel the air touching the skin, and the first the to touch points. And practice that acronym a few times so it gets familiar. So we're just using it to remember to recognize the sensations now in the arms and hands. Remembering to allow, accept, to be interested, letting the sensations express themselves and in the direction of non-attachment. not even taking these sensations personally. It's just stuff happening, sensation being known here in the arms. And Let's feel the top half of the torso now, so from the shoulders down through the ribcage, the lungs, the heart, the upper back, chest, It's a real generous presence now with the upper half of the torso. Not afraid to feel whatever's here. Down into the solar plexus and the kidneys and eventually opening to the lower half of the torso, the belly, all the digestive organs, the lower back, and the structure of the pelvis, sits bones, the groin, the floor, of the pelvis, taking it all in. Not afraid to be radically open and just feeling this part of the body Down both legs, feel that bend of the knees and the calves and shins. Right down into the feet, the heels, bottoms of the feet and toes. And this opening, this unconditional surrender Opening to the whole body, just as it is. And simply sustaining this present moment awareness with the body. Breathing in, sensitive, open to the whole body, while breathing out, being sensitive and open to the whole body as sensation. So for the duration of each inhalation, that continuity of present moment awareness, just feeling the body a sensation. And then for each exhalation again, continuity of present moment awareness, feeling the body just as it is. One half breath at a time. Keeping the totality of the body in mind. Be willing to begin again and again. And if there's persistent distractions, then let the distraction itself be the object of awareness. Oh, this is what's being known now. Thinking mind is being known. Planning mind is being known. feels like this. But can I accept this? Can I allow it to be Be interested in this tendency in the mind, not attached? This is how we deal with stronger distractions. We get interested in them as something being felt and known without being swept away. And you might even want to mentally name some of these strong distractions, something simple like, oh, it's just thinking. Or you could be more specific, oh, it's just the planning mind. Planning is being known. And you can do that silently in your mind so you learn how to make a mental note when it's helpful. It's something to use from time to time to help break the spell of getting caught up in thought. We're going to continue now in silence. So as often as you need to remind yourself that the point of the meditation is to cultivate a continuity of present moment awareness. The anchor, like the breath as an anchor, is just something that helps in the continuity of awareness. Because when we're not with the breath, for example, we realize, oh, it's because I'm lost in thought. But the continuity of present moment awareness isn't actually dependent on the anchor. The wisdom in the heart can be aware of the distraction just as easily as it can be aware of breathing in and breathing out. It's just the next thing being known. Oh, it's like this now. The mind is worrying. It feels like this. But most meditators find it really helpful to stay connected with the experience of embodiment, which either means more specifically feeling the breath coming in and going out, even if it's in the background, or feeling the totality, the whole body sitting as sensation. But it isn't, doesn't need to be an exclusive attention. Other objects will be noticed. Thinking, emotion, sound.